0: Ah, perfect timing. Now ready to go on the line with me. Uh, Senator, former Senator Jim DeMint, uh, current chairman of the Conservative Partnership Institute. Well, Senator, we have our philosophical lesson from our friend in Pennsylvania. Very much nicer put than I would about arguing with the other side. But the other side doesn't want an argument when it comes to infrastructure, debt limit, and my question to you, Jim, is do we want to cut our arm off at the wrist or the elbow? Because that, to me, is the difference between $1.2 trillion and trillion or anywhere in between.
1: Well, we, we we don't want to cut anything off if we can help it. And the, the problem is, is not just the spending, even though it's horrendous and these bills should be called a bankrupt America bill. Um, because we don't have the money. And we were just told a couple of weeks ago that we have to borrow money in order to pay our debts uh, or we're going to default. So when you start borrowing money to pay debt you already have, um, I mean, that's <laughs> technically bankrupt anyway. But worse than the money is a lot of the policies that are stuck in, in this bill. Uh, we call it the reconciliation bill. I don't think most people know what that even means, but it pretty much means that Democrats can pass it with with 50 votes, Uh, but they've got policies in there, everything from changing the way we do elections uh, to a lot of social programs that will end up being permanent, as well as this Green New Deal, which will hurt our own energy development and make us even more dependent on foreign uh, energy sources. So, um, unfortunately, a lot of Americans don't really know about this or how bad it is because the mainstream media is not giving them any information. Uh, but a whole lot of us in the in the conservative movement here are working together to try to do everything we can to to slow this down and hopefully keep Joe Manchin and Senator Sin- Sinema and, and a few others um, uh, strong. I mean, they said they weren't going to vote for it, but I'm afraid if they lower the dollar figure they'll vote for all the bad policies.
0: You know, when I look at it, uh, Joe Manchin's actual voting record, not the public narrative, not the back and forth, not him, you know, claiming the title of the new moderate leader. This has been going on for years, and his father was brilliant at doing that in his days in the, in the West Virginia legislature, so he learned from a pro. I just don't buy it because, in the end, None of them of any relative importance to this debate or ability to affect the way these bills are written are looking at it from an economic standpoint and looking at it more so from an ideological standpoint, whether it's this energy policy that's being written in here that would be destructive to the American people or the double death tax proposals. There's so many things in here. They know it. So, I, I, you know, I, I see this as not only more deliberate, but just pure ideology. And again, that choice, where do you want me to cut off my hand? Because if they have their way, we're losing a hand.
1: Yeah, and I've I've suspected from the beginning that uh, Chuck Schumer threw out a, a large, ridiculous number, which he knew he couldn't get so that um, folks like Manchin could say, OK, I got him down to two. And everybody's looking at the the dollar figure and say, this is reasonable. And they forget that the policies in here are intended to fundamentally change America, our capitalist system, the way we do energy, things that are, are critically important to our society. Um, so I think our freedoms are certainly at risk here. And um, like you said, you know, Joe uh, may be playing the game here and end up helping them pass it. Uh, but we're we're trying to get uh, messages out to people in a lot of congressional districts where, that voted for Trump and might be sympathetic to putting pressure on the, on their House members. Um, we, we're trying every angle we can, but the the fact is uh, the Democrats are in in control of this, and unless we can get a few to defect, they're going to do something that could permanently hurt our country.
0: And there's so many gimmicks and mechanisms in this and and I want to get to your book since we're a little short on time than our usual time together but with the gimmicks and all the things they're putting in there the agenda is not related to infrastructure do you see any hope of that being pulled out of it
1: uh, no I don't because there's such a a, a crazy leftist um, group in the House with AOC and the squad and all of that uh, who keep threatening to not vote with Pelosi if they take out the stuff that we consider really bad. Uh, but again, they may be just negotiating with themselves in the sense that they may take out one thing and then say this is a great compromise and it's still bad policy. And so w- w- the problem now, and it does relate to the book, is, is we can't get the truth about. What's really going to be in the bill, because what usually happens is if the Senate were to pass it, they actually vote on a last-minute manager's amendment, which includes a lot of changes and usually special favors and earmarks for particular members who they're trying to buy their vote. Um, But the truth is is a casualty of, of what's happening now in America, and people are tired of being lied to. The reason I wrote Satan's Dare is, is because of this whole idea of truth. And while it may seem unrelated to politics, when the book is essentially a defense of the truth of the Bible, God is a creator, sovereign God, um, the country was founded on Judeo-Christian ideas that came out of the Bible. Uh, and so while, again, the the, po- the political sphere is not supposed to be explicitly religious, The principles that guide us and and guide our society are are based on biblical ideas. And if we throw the Bible out of schools, which we have, and and throw it out of public discourse, um, we we lose our country, we lose freedom, and we lose the source of truth. Um, And so that's why I wrote the book. It's a great read, it's a love story. It's uh, people dealing with tragedy and uh, asking why would God allow this, a lot of questions we all ask, but I've been told that by people who've read it that it did more to confirm their faith in biblical truth than anything they've ever read. Um, but underlying all of that is if we have more people in this country who, who believe that, that, we, that the, uh, no country can rise without God's hand, that God is sovereign. Um, and he did create this world for a purpose. If people know that, then they're not going to be as willing to let government be their god. And that's really the competition today, is the left has made their policies a religious doctrine, and they want government to be our god. That's why they've made so many people dependent on credits and um, welfare and Social Security and all of these things. Uh, they, They want people... to to see government as their God. Yeah,
0: and where government government dominates, uh, there's failure. You know, where government is not constrained uh, by both principles and Constitution and law, it's uh, failure. Senator, uh, great to have you on the show. Thank you. Sorry our time was too short. Uh, That happens, but we'll make up more time next.
1: Well, well, thank you. Thanks for letting me talk about Satan's Dare, too. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Available wherever books are, so, or are sold. Uh, Jim DeMint's new book, Satan's Dare.